his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. to an event tonight which is called Whiskey in Winter. It's a fabulous event. Um, the gang at Synergy, a bunch of friends of mine, Amit and Jen and the whole team, they put this on. Most years, they, they've had it. I don't think they've done it in three years because of the pandemic. I'm not even a drinker. I go down and I do a little work for them. We, um, If you're going to be at the event, I, I walk around with Dana, who's a photographer and a microphone, and we interview some of the folks that are there and some of the, the people from the distilleries as well. It's just a, I've been so impressed with this event, and there's so much interest in whiskey and bourbon. And the one thing that I will say too, having attended this thing many times in many years in a row, is that the female participation in the whiskey and the bourbon world has been quite impressive and growing. So for those of you heading down to Whiskey and Winter, say hi if you see me there tonight. It is a great, great event. Uh, Also, I'll be at the... um Sunday morning, up and early, and I will not be running, but they have the hot chocolate run at Forest Park on Sunday morning, and I do the um, the cheering on at the end, at the finish line, some of the finish line and the sponsor announcements. So up early on Sunday morning. All right, we have a bunch to get to. Matt Pauly's going to drop by. We'll talk about the winter meetings and whether or not the Cardinals will get Wilson Contreras from the Cubs to um, replace Yadier Molina. Some other things that are going on in the sports world. We'll get a little bit of a World Cup preview as well. Uh, Jim Krein's coming up here in just a couple of minutes. He wrote a book about talk show hosts around the country. I cannot confirm nor deny whether I'm part of that book, but Jim will fill us in in just a few minutes. I've been uh, encouraging you, especially maybe as a big family holiday gift, to head to Spain next year with Define Destinations. Mike Kenny back with us this afternoon. We've been talking about this trip. If you go to definedestinations.com or at Mark Reardon KFTK on Twitter, I've pinned a tweet at the top. Michael, how are you this afternoon? I am well, Mark. Thank you. How are you? Well, I'm I'm okay outside of the whole football scenario. Mike's up in Minneapolis. He's a Vikings <laughs> fan. They're dominating the NFC Central. The Packers suck right now. I'm not sure if um, Aaron Rodgers is going to play anymore. So I'm not very happy about football, but your Vikings are pretty good. Yeah, we're loving it up here. It's kind of nice that we're not used to seeing the Packers on the other side of the um, 
uh, the leaderboard. So uh, we're we're savoring that, if you will. I can understand that. It's a great rivalry. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Look, I had lunch today with my friend David Young. David has a great place here called The Sound Room. They're a sponsor. They they do great work with audiovisual TVs and things like that. And we were sitting down just talking about entertainment and music. And I mentioned that I'm heading to Spain. And he said, have you ever been to Barcelona? And Mike, as you know, I've been all over Spain four years ago next spring. I went to Spain with Parkway West when I was a senior. I went to Madrid. I went to Malaga. I lived in Valencia with a family. Never been to Barcelona. And David's comment was, it's my favorite European city. And he's been all over. And that's what I hear from so many people. And that's part of our trip, right? Yeah, it is. We're going to have three beautiful nights in Barcelona and Madrid. But Barcelona is, is absolutely stunning. Um, the old world charm. It's right on the Mediterranean. We have a, a beautiful hotel just blocks from the uh, the coast as, as well. So it, it'll be really nice. You'll absolutely love Barcelona and Madrid. I've been kind of running down the details, but I thought this would be a good uh, refresher course here in the week after Thanksgiving as we lean into Christmas to kind of give folks a little feel for what this trip is going to all be about. We leave from St. Louis and, and go right to it's Lufthansa. We've got that new flight here in St. Louis. So we go to Germany first, right, Mike? Yep, we'll uh, we'll fly from uh, St. Louis to uh, to Germany to Frankfurt, and then we'll uh, have a connection, and then into um, Madrid. There's no direct flights to Madrid right, from uh, right. from St. Louis, and then we'll uh, we'll spend three beautiful nights in Madrid, um, and then we'll take the high speed train over to Barcelona, and then we'll fly back through Germany again. But yeah, it's really nice, just one connection on the flights. So I I mentioned, you know, when we talked about this trip over the summer, one of the things that you wanted to check, first and foremost, it's after Easter, and it is after Easter, but the weather in Spain that time of year, I mean, no guarantees, you don't know what's going to happen with the weather, but a pretty good time to be there, right? It really is. It's it's really comfortable during that time. You know, you can expect 70s, I'd say, um, and it's relatively dry um, for the most part, so that should be really nice, especially kind of getting out of the the spring, um, when it's kind of wet at home, it's it's nice to go somewhere a little bit dry. So it's really ideal. It's not the hot um, temperatures that they have if, you know, t- typically people will go there in the summer. And so it's not really uh, oppressive with the heat, but just a really nice, comfortable time to be there. I think you, you know this business because you've been, and I've mentioned this before, Mike was a guide for a trip that I took to Italy many years ago with listeners on the KMOX side, and we had such a great time. But some people, uh, I want you to address this. Some people like structured trips because, you know, everything is arranged. Some people like more free time. But one of the things I like about this trip in particular is there's a great blend of both. There's a lot of free time for, for people to do their things on their own, right? Exactly. And I think that's what we really first and foremost look for. We want to have that balance of free time and that structure. We want to have the bones laid out for you with really good guides, local guides to kind of include uh, what we're going to see and do. But then we'll have that free time so you can make your own exploring in both cities. So it's it's really all about that balance. Um, So we'll really give you that great structure. But again, we'll have that time um, for you to explore on your own. So in Madrid, for example, the hotel is very close to um, Plaza Mayor, which is a, a big part of Madrid, right? So there's things that you can do right in the vicinity of where we'll be staying. Yeah, both of our hotels, which is nice, they have lo- lovely public transport transportation there. 
But both of our hotels are right in the city center. So you don't even really need to even use that. Everything's within um, steps of the hotel. So uh, you can walk out to Plaza Mayor and um, Del Sol and all of that within walking distance, walking past all the beautiful outdoor cafes. It's great. So we really pride ourselves in great hotels and the location is just as important. You know, when I was in Madrid, that was 1983. I'm I, Maybe I went to the Royal Palace in Madrid, but I don't remember it. But that's supposed to be fantastic as well. And the way that you describe it is it rivals um, Versailles. It, it does. And, palace. you know, some people are thinking like, oh, we're going to go into another palace or a museum. We just have a few included, and we'll just um, dabble with those a little bit with our local guides showing us that. But the Royal Palace um, is, is absolutely stunning. If you've never been into a, uh, a beautiful, um, like, castle or a palace, this will be fabulous. Our, our guide will take us through in about an hour and a half, so you won't be – you know, overwhelmed with it too. But again, that's within walking distance of our hotel. So you'll really enjoy that Royal Palace. Beautiful. You know, people maybe like better than museums, food and drink. And we're going to focus on that too, aren't we? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, the United States has really changed in the last few years. People really love the whole food and, and drink scene. And we really focus on that in both cities, in Madrid and in Barcelona. We'll do, we'll take some food walking tours. We'll sample some of the uh, the sangria, of course, from the area, the wines. Um, so we'll really do a deep dive into what the cuisine is like, and you'll be able to sample a lot of the dishes. So um, the, the food over there is fabulous, and we're really excited to, uh, to to show you that as well. Yeah, Mike, one of the other things that I have emphasized with people, because I know we got a few people that have signed up um, from other cities, but if there are people listening from outside of St. Louis, that is not an issue for your office. They can arrange the travel right into Madrid so they can hook up with the trip as well. Exactly. I mean, we have those Lufthansa flights, as you mentioned, out of St. Louis. But if you have friends or family in different cities anywhere in, in the country, we're happy to put that together um, for you. Uh, and you'll have a meeting time in where to, to go in Madrid and Barcelona. Or if you want to come early or stay late in Europe, we're, we're happy to put um, a package together for you as well. DefinedDestinations.com. All the details or at the top of my Twitter page. I have pinned something. I, I haven't noticed any of your activity recently on Facebook. Have you been traveling or you've been staying here domestic? No, you know, I, I need to switch that up a little bit. Uh, it, it seems like in the wintertime, I, I stay at home, um, especially up here in, in Minnesota. It's a, a little cold. Uh, but yeah, what no, we're kind of staying put. What the hell, dude? Like, <laughs> I know. If I lived in well, Minneapolis, I'd be going anywhere warm that I possibly could in December and January. But you do have a family, and I understand that. Yeah, exactly. And we, we focus on Europe and it's so it's cold over there in the winter as well. But you know what, honestly, and you mentioned it earlier, Mark, um, this is a great gift and we're seeing the trend as well. The gift of experiences to give family, loved ones, rather than buying something tangible like that, giving a, a gift of an experience is, is fabulous. And this would be a, a wonderful Christmas gift. Well, that that's something I'm glad you said, because I've been trying to you know emphasize that as well, because I, I think it is important. And one of the things that I've known, look, I'll, I'll be honest, Mike, and, and you know this, I used to take a lot of these trips back in the 2000s. You were with a, a company called Holiday Vacations. We did fantastic trips. I took some cruises. And then I got to the point where you know, I wanted to kind of do some vacations on my own, but we had such a great time in Italy. And Mike and I have been in communication. You kind of started this company, Define Destinations. I knew that there was going to be a great moment, and I've been wanting to get back to Spain. So this is going to work out great. DefineDestinations.com. Um, I, I hope at the very least that Dalvin Cook can score me a damn touchdown in fantasy because I do have him, and he hasn't been doing much for me. So can you at least squeeze a couple of touchdowns out of Dalvin here? Because I'm 9-3 and three in both of my leagues. 
I'm all for it, and I love you uh, even cheering for the Vikings maybe now. That's, that's nice. We're coming around. Shh, that's, the like problem. that's the problem with fantasy football. <laughs> Honestly, God, the Packers suck. I'm, like, rooting for the Vikings to score touchdowns, and I'm very uncomfortable with that. Mike, you have a great December. We'll talk soon. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks so much, Mark. Take yep. care. Define destinations. It is going to be. It really is going to be a fun trip, and you'll have these memories for a long time. I. I will be honest. I'm not a very fun person to hang around. Let's just be honest, right? You hear me on the radio. The people that are on the trip with me, <laughs> that have already signed up. I got some friends, and my friend Rick from Vegas. We we have a great group, and you'll you'll create lasting friendships. So it's going to be a special special trip, and just seeing all the sights in Spain will be great. We have uh, Matt Pauly's coming up. We're going to talk a little bit about baseball, the winter meetings, the World Cup as well. So he's going to swing in here at the bottom of the hour, um, and that's coming up. But Jim Crines is with us this afternoon. Jim is uh, somebody that I worked with back in the day in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and he's with us because he wrote a book on talk show hosts. And I thought, why not feature a book on talk show hosts when I'm a talk show host? And he may or may not have featured me in the book. Jim Crines, how are you? It's called Talk to Me, Profiles on News Talkers and Media Leaders. Good afternoon. Mark, good afternoon to you, too. And I want to go to Spain with you. Can we do that? You can absolutely do that. It is going to be a, a really fun trip. Have you ever been there? No, I'm listening to you and all these places you've gone, and I don't think life is fair. How come you get to do all that, and I'm stuck in Milwaukee? You're not stuck. You can jump on there. You know, you heard Mike <laughs> is up there in Minneapolis, so jump on board, defineddestinations.com. Well, look, you reconnected with me earlier this year. I hadn't really um, even uh, let's be honest. I don't know that I remembered you that well when you reconnected. No, I'm like, oh, yeah, didn't. it was Jim Crines. And then I said to you, I said, was I kind of a jackass to you when I was working at WTMJ? And the answer to that question you, is probably yes. I don't know. No, you weren't. You really <laughs> weren't. You could have been. I mean, I'm sure you are a jerk, but you yes, weren't to yes. me back then. Well, you reached out because you were compiling. You do some work for um, for Barrett Media, right? Explain sort of the columns and the reason that you called me, because that's how the book came together here. It really is. And you literally were the first interview in this series. Barrett has been known for sports primarily, and now they're making a concerted effort to go more into news. And it was just uh, synchronicity where you and I hooked up, and you were literally the first interview I did for them. And then Gene Miller, and then uh, it's gone on to people like Michael Medved, Jim Avila, Larry Rickard, a lot of these guys, you know their names. And the funny thing about going into this was I didn't, and I think from some perspectives, Mark, this is a great way to go in when you don't know these people, because uh, then I can explore their lives, explore who they are. And I've, I was on a show in uh, Boise the other day, and he said, wow, you get to talk to all these people. I'm like, well, to me, they don't mean anything because I don't know them, which is why I can interview them more um, from a grassroots kind of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, Where absolutely. I, find, I, I get to impart who they are as people. And not their LinkedIn resume. Well, and you do feature, I mean, some of the folks that are on the list would probably not be familiar with uh, with people in this area. But there are some that, that certainly would be. Michael Medved comes to mind. So you got some of the big talkers in here. Michael's great. I've had him on my show over the years. you got O'Reilly in here. Howie Carr is a big name from Boston. Who am I missing here? Because there are some I'd, pretty big Joe, national Joe Pags. Joe Pags, oh, yeah. I guess, is pretty big. Uh, Lars Larson. Oh, Spicer, too, right? Sean, spicy. I did spicy. And uh, he was surprisingly kind and funny and selfie-facing, too. I was kind of surprised because he told me a story about how he was dressing up as the uh, Easter Bunny on the White House lawn during the Reagan administration. And uh, he was very 
cordial, and I mean, you know, some of the, these other names that you know, Mark Thompson was with KGO, and as you know, that station blew up uh, in October, and that's oh, been yeah, fodder. in a very sad way, yeah. Yeah, and that's been fodder for a few articles, because I was able to talk to Nicky Maduro about that. I talked to Sebastian Gorka, which was kind of one of those I phoned in, you know, I didn't have much of a, in common with him, and I, it was, but it was, it was a nice name to put on the list, and then uh, Todd Starnes, who you probably know. The other day, I got, uh, recently got to interview Scoot out of New Orleans. Do you know Scoot? I don't. No, I don't know him. He's apparently a, a landmark down there, and um, and so somebody like you who spent your career in radio, and here comes a guy like me who really doesn't have that background, but I'm I'm getting to open so many doors to Dave Santrella, who runs Salem. Um, uh, the article about him was strictly about his wine cellar. I, I won't go there, Mark, to their careers because I unless I have to or unless they push me there, but. You know, talking to Chad Benson or talking to Martha Zoller, all these names of people that are very important to their communities wherever they are. But now people can get an idea of what the common denominator is between all you folks. Yeah, what is that? Is it ego? What's the common denominator? Well, it's That's my you guess. Say that. It's interesting you say that. It's like a recipe. Yes, there's a dash of ego. But I also, and I want you to answer honestly, I think there's a sense of a need to communicate. I think there's a need. I was talking to Steve Wexler today, who you know, in Milwaukee. One of my old bosses, yeah. Yeah, and he said hello, by the way. And he started out riding his bike to the station when he was 16 and basically walked in and said, I want to work in radio. And that, to me, just crystallized, you know, what a lot of this is for people, that it's something that's very deep. You know, some kids want to, you know, be a doctor. Some people want to be in radio. And, and i got to tell you, 80% of the people I've spoken to since I spoke to you have always had, some have had fake radio stations in their basement. Some have walked around with a transistor radio on the air listening to, you know, Steve Dahl or Chicago people. Oh, yeah. There's a very common thread of, of, of a devotion and you know as well as I do, you've heard it a million times, it gets in your blood, and it truly, truly does from my experience of talking to these people. And, yeah, the ego's there, but also, who the heck cares? You know, they're fun, they're having a good time, they, they're digging what they're doing, and I think that that's, that's the commonality here. Is, is, and the, the other interesting thing is I'm not just talking to people like you, I'm talking to your bosses, your PDs, your, um, you know, your... Okay, GMs. now on that front, I want to ask you a question. Sue, this is interesting. I had no idea he featured this person. So Sue Thomas is with me. Sue's worked in the, um, in the business for a long time here in St. Louis, so she knows a lot of the folks. On page 53, you talk to somebody named Craig Schwab, right? Explain who Craig is. Craig is out in D.C. He just got fired, you know. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. I called him the other day because I was going to, I'm talking about, well, the interesting thing here, yeah, he's the greatest guy, and he's been emailing me, Jim, let me know any way I can help. And the funny thing is Radio Talkers pushed the book today, and technically we're kind of uh, competitors, but uh, Jason Baird has been really good to me. He's letting me get free reign with us. But, yeah, in terms of the PDs, he was incredible, but Ken Charles, you might know, who's like legendary in, in the PD world, and and I'm able to talk Phil Boyce with Salem and all that, and then Salem gets a bad rap sometimes, but they've all been so gracious to me. And well, they, I, have, and, and the, I have to mention ahead. Craig, because here, here's what's interesting, because and, and it took me a while, you know, once social media came around, you started catching up with people and finding out what they were doing once that ramped up. Uh, do you know that name, Sue? Craig? No. So Craig Schwab was 
my first producer here in St. Louis, wow. 1996 KSD AM. So when I came to St. Louis in 96, Whoa. it only lasted a year. We had, it was KSD FM. It was in the old building where Y98 was, Sue. Yeah. And we, the lineup was very weird. It was Frank Opinion in the morning. And I did, I did some news for Frank. I did movie reviews for Frank. Then it was my show in the midday, 10 until 1, Dr. Laura in the afternoon, and then Kevin Slayton. How about All that? Right. All and right. Craig Schwab was like my first producer. He was the guy, you know, he was the Dave Klein of, of that oh. era. And then years later, and here's another guy you should talk to is our boss now, Steve Moore, is one of those guys you should do for the next round. But Craig, I realize he ran a lot of the talk stuff at, at Sirius XM for a while, too, I think. That is the most radio story I've Isn't heard that weird? In a long He's a time. St. Louis guy. So when I saw his name on this, Jim, I thought, wow, that's kind of weird. But, yeah, you know. He reminded me of Howdy Doody. He's he's a good guy, and I have not talked to him very much. But he, you know, I never. I don't want to say this sounds so mean, but you know, you work with people, and I just didn't. I didn't know what his path was going to be. Right. He was a radio producer, and I'm sure I abused him at the time. Um, but he becomes like a big executive in radio. Yeah. Yep. Well, you teach him how to take abuse. Yes, that was it. <laughs> Well, Steve Wexler was kind of a dork, wasn't he, when he was young? We were all dorks. I mean, mean, you know, and a lot of you guys, you know, Steve today, I've known of him for years. I didn't really know him. But here's a guy that he would badger down at WEMP and OKY, you know those stations. He would call them and, and ask them. What to do? How did they know when to lead up to a record? How did they know when to do this? They're like, God, just come on down, kid, you freaky kid. Come on down. And that was his entree into radio, that he, he just knew it. He was like a pit bull, and he wasn't going to let go. Were you like that? Absolutely. Yeah, you Look, were. I had such a passion. I did every. There was a time in in my life. I can't say my career because I was in school. I worked at three different radio stations in Columbia, Missouri at the same time. I was working at the J School station, at um, a rock station, and then at a, a little Stevens College wow. station as well. You know, the one thing though, as I let you go here, Jim, that's sad. All these names on here, talk show hosts from around the country, they do have that in common. Annie's featured as well. Annie Fry is featured in the book, but. There's no training ground or opportunity for people who are hungry in this business that want to do the same thing that a lot of these people did. I just don't think the opportunity is there. Plus, the business is dying, so there is that. No, it's, it is, and I know you got to go, but I do want to say one thing. There's been a fair amount of people that never intended to go into radio that were, were drawn in, and I found that very interesting as well, that political science people, politics people, and I was talking to Joey Hudson um, he's, you know, all these names that I know now that I didn't know they existed, you know, six months ago. But it, it's been really fascinating to see how people are drawn into this. And they can get it on Amazon, talk to me. It's, it's doing really well. And I will say in closing that it's been surprising to me how many people have said thank you for doing this. I'm like, really, it wasn't that hard. But <laughs> they've been very effusive in their praise of not necessarily the book, but the people are paying attention to radio talkers. And I thought... Well, wonderful. You know, let's do more. I got to see. I don't even know. Here's my concern because I'm so vain. What the hell picture is used of me in this? I don't know. I found the worst one I could find. Nice work. Thank you. Thank you very much. Jim Jim Crines, I appreciate it. Thanks for (laughs) coming on here. Thank you for sucking up and including me. You have a great December and holiday season, Jim. Good luck with everything, okay? All right, take care. Thank you very much. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.
This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Best cheap trick song that no one's ever heard. Downed. From the In Color record, ladies and gentlemen. Matt Pauly is with me in the studio this evening from the KMOX side and the Cardinals Radio Network. We're going to talk a little baseball in the winter meetings. How are you, Mr. Pauly? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. You're a St. Louis guy. Moved down here. We're just talking to this guy who I uh, worked with in Milwaukee, and you were up there at WTMJ. You'd be back in St. Louis. How, how many months now? Uh, coming up on six months back after so 20 years away. you got the family here in the yeah. holiday season and everything and less cold weather marginally than Milwaukee, right? I think it's significantly warmer here. And you get the cold days, but then you see the sun. In Milwaukee, Great. the sun went away yeah. at some point and Never September. came back? No. It, it not, does. It's not until June. depressing. It is guys. depressing for yeah. a while, right. Well, you're going to the um, thinks weather. He's going to show us where he's going. He's going to San Diego where it's like perfect all 72 the time. and sunny show every day. Off. Oh. When did these meetings start? Uh, Sunday. Okay. Yep. So it, describe in, in a broad sense what happens, because obviously this is the time. The reason this is interesting from a fan perspective is some deals could be made, and you got GMs and owners that are out there mixing and mingling and kind of working some back deals as well, right? Yeah, so this is when the entire baseball industry comes together. Like I've been to the winter meetings a couple times. So I was a minor league you know, baseball broadcaster for 10 years, and I would go to the baseball winter meetings looking for minor league baseball broadcasting jobs. They have a they have a trade show going on, so all the teams are out there tasting the different hot dogs and pretzels and everything that they can add to their stadium. Uh, so, I mean, it's just it's all of baseball coming together, but what fans really care about is the major league side of it. General managers, president of baseball operations, team owners, everybody's there together. It's an opportunity to have lots of conversations, uh, and it, when you when you do that, when you're in the same room with all these people, you know, activity begets activity. So you hope that things start happening. So last year, now correct me if I'm wrong, but it was crazy around this time. But then we had the lockout, right? So there was a flurry of free agent activity, and then it just shut down. Yeah, so there was no winter meetings last year. They canceled them because of the lockout. And, you know, obviously you had COVID before that. So this is the first legit winter meetings in, years. you know, three, three four years. years. Uh, last year it was... You have to get guys signed before the collective bargaining agreement expires, or you have to wait until it comes back around. So there was tons of movement right at the last second, and then we went months without anything happening. So what are your expectations here? Obviously, the Cardinals have some needs. The name that in Frank Frank mentioned it here, Wilson Contreras' name comes up quite a bit from a catcher perspective because he has a bat that he can use. And with Wilson in particular, isn't there a possibility, because we do have uh, a young catcher in the system, but he could be looked at in the future as a DH. Yeah, I just I don't think Wilson Contreras is going to happen. You don't I, think so? I just don't. I think this is an organization that has had such good defensive catching. You go Pagnazzi to Matheny to Molina. I know there was like two years in there where Eli Marrero and Tom Lampkin and Mike DeFelice were, were in there. But basically, the better part of the last almost 30 years is those That's three true. guys. This organization loves having a good defensive catcher. So the guy I would love to see the Cardinals get is Sean Murphy, right. who's okay. available from a trade from Oakland. Right. That's, that's the move. I just... 
if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I just have a really hard time believing. But that. why do you think he's better because of a defensive perspective? He's got a little pop too, or not? Yeah, he's a good offensive catcher. Okay. He's not. He has. A, it's a different profile than Wilson Contreras, but he's a good offensive catcher. You could say Wilson Contreras is a great offensive catcher. So it's good versus great. But Murphy's a, a legitimate defensive guy, where Contreras is a liability behind the plate. So the overall body of work, the overall player, Murphy's a better player than Wilson Contreras. So there was a there was a piece about Tyler O'Neill that was in. I think the post today, right? And his name has been mentioned as potential trade bait. What what's your sense of if they trade for Murphy, what happens? Yeah, they uh, there's a trade for Murphy is still going to require a lot of younger prospect pieces because that's what Oakland wants. That's how they build up. And I think the Cardinals have enough depth at the major league level that there are some pretty solid prospects in the organization that don't have that much of a future at the big league level. That's where they can maybe pull off that trade. This is, I try to explain this to people. This is where actually having as much outfield depth on the 40 man roster, I actually think hurts the Cardinals a little bit because you have O'Neill, you have Carlson, you have Newt Bar, you have Yepes, you have all these outfielders, and they're all pretty good, but none of them are great. None of them are like this difference making bat. We thought O'Neill might turn into that. Newt Bar had his moments this past year, uh, but it's. It, if they want to add in a bat in the outfield, they got to clear some of those guys off the roster, and you don't want to just have those guys go away for nothing. So I, if something happens where a player, an outfielder or two goes away, I feel like maybe that's setting something else up because they've just got they've got all this outfield depth, and it's one of those times where depth might not actually be the best thing in the world. So where else might they spend the money then in the offseason? Eventually, if the shortstop market could come back around to them, they're, they're very comfortable. But right now on the free agent market, you got four really good shortstops, uh, Trey Turner, Dansby Swanson, Xander Bogarts, and uh, Carlos Correa. So there's a number of teams out there that are interested in shortstops. I I think where this might come back to the Cardinals is if one of those guys is still hanging out there and we're a m- couple weeks out from spring training, maybe that player decides to take one of those one-year player option with a buyout, uh, try this whole free agent thing again next year. So I don't think the Cardinals are going to be real involved in the shortstop market here in the early going, but I think it may come back around to them. All right, Matt Pauley, um, talking a little Cardinals baseball. Uh, anything else about the winter meetings? I wanted to shift a little bit into some other things, but that it's going to be fun, and I can't wait. Look, if you look at the calendar, just the calendar, you get the winter meetings. Christmas will be here before you know it. we got the winter warm-up, and then you'll be heading down to – you know, Florida here in a couple of months, right? Yeah, right around the corner. uh, We're going to be down in Jupiter. So really, this is kind of, it almost feels like this starts the next season, if that makes any sense. It does. And you know, the the painful part is that usually this comes up much quicker on us because we play deeper into the playoffs, but we haven't had that experience. Um, We talked a little bit with Frank earlier. I went to the Blues game last night, first game this season. What a disaster in the second period. Yeah, giving up a bunch of goals in a short amount of time. 64 seconds. I didn't even yeah. know that until Frank said it. I, I thought it was like two and a half minutes because I was at the game. Oh, they scored three goals in two and a half minutes. No, it's basically one minute. Yeah. Uh, not good. They've lost four of their last five. It's weird because they lost the eight in a row, then they uh, win the seven in a row, and now they've lost four of their last five. They're going to play their next three on the road against Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and then the two yeah. uh, New York teams after that. I just I don't have a... 
I have no problem telling people when I don't know something. Here's what I don't know. I don't know who this team is. Yeah, I don't I, think I just the have team no knows clue. who they are, right? Yeah, I have no I have no grasp of who they are, what they're going to be. They're not as bad as the team that lost eight in a row. They're not as good as the team that won seven in a row. But there's a big space in between that, and I don't know where they land. The, the good news, though, with, with hockey in particular, well, I mean, you can maybe say this for a bit. You, you want to be playing well in March, and there's a lot of time to, to right the ship. But the, the streakiness is a problem. The Western Conference is also so good that you need to make sure you're in a playoff spot. Matt Pauley, we'll see what happens at the winter meetings. I hope you get sunburned. I'm just saying. I'm all right with that. (laughs) I figured you would be. Take care. I appreciate it. We have an audio cut of the day still to come here this afternoon on St. Louis's home for Conservative Talk 97.1 FM Talk. I find this intriguing. Let me read it to you here before audio cut of the day. I have uh, mentioned Matt Taibbi quite a bit lately. I read a column because he was doing this debate in Canada on the death of journalism a couple of nights ago. That was on, I think, um, Tuesday or Wednesday night. And Matt's a guy that is a big lefty or had been in the past, but he's sick and tired of the wokeness and he's sick and tired of all the crap that's going on with the media. But listen to this. So he, I think this has to do with Musk. So we'll see. Because he just wrote, I subscribe on Substack. So he writes on Substack, which is where I think some of the best reporting is being done because you can't trust the New York Times and the Washington Post and all these newspapers, certainly not the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. So he says, dear readers, very shortly, I'm going, I just got this like minutes ago. I'm very shortly going to begin posting a long thread of information on Twitter at my account at MTAB. This material is likely to get a lot of attention. I will absolutely understand if subscribers are angry that it's not appearing here on Substack first. I'd be angry, too. The last 96 hours have been amongst the most chaotic of my life, involving multiple trips back and forth across the country, the debate in Canada, in between. There's a long story I hope to share soon, but I can't, not quite anyway. What I can say is that in exchange for the opportunity to cover a unique and explosive story, I had to agree to certain conditions. Those of you who have been here for years know how seriously I take my obligation to this site. Subscribers, on this occasion, I'm going to have to simply ask you to trust me. As it happens, there may be a few more big surprises coming, and those will be on Substack, and there will be room to um, discuss too. But I find that interesting because my, my, my sense, I could be wrong about this, is Elon kind of dangled this out here in the last week. Wait until you find out right. some of this information that was hidden in the vaults of Twitter and how they censored stories. So I could be wrong, but it's sort of up Matt Taibbi's in his wheelhouse, his lane, based on what he's doing. But I don't think a guy like that would have written something if it wasn't going to be significant. You know, if he says it's likely to get a lot of attention. Then he means it. Yeah, I think so. He's that type of person. Anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting. Very interesting. So we'll see. We'll report on that on Monday. Playback ready. Now, the audio cut of the day. Well, it's a Friday. It's sponsored by the Good Feet Store. It's all about comfort, energy, performance, and pain relief. But I have a, a bit of a trifecta here that I wanted to get to as we close the week. First, Alyssa Milano. Oh, she, I, I'm very worried about Alyssa Milano because apparently this whole Twitter thing has sent her into therapy. She has to go to therapy because of Twitter. Do yourself. I know it is about fame. self-care. Yeah, yeah it, it is. Self-care. Well, don't Do read the comments for one thing. Do not you read never the ever read the comments. I always read the comments. This is the view. Who doesn't comments. read the comments? The comments Everybody get worse as you go down the line. I know. You can never. <laughs> I know. Whoopi and Joy taught us that. When don't we read the jo- comments. When we each join the show. Do you turn the comments off? No, I just don't read them. I'm not interested. Hang on. They get to all the chatter here. Blah, blah, blah. I left. 
Uh, she left. Yeah. So. I, I, Here's Alyssa here. I, I respect that. I can't that. take it anymore. I respect you know? that. It's, Listen, I've spent many, many days with my therapist talking about, about what <laughs> Twitter an anonymous person said to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, Someone and it's who hurtful. doesn't know you. Yeah. Somebody who doesn't know you, hasn't yeah. met you, doesn't know your family, doesn't know you, doesn't know anything about you. Yeah. Okay. All right. She's got to tell her therapist after saying so many dumb things on Twitter. Like for, she, she got rid of her Tesla because... She went to Volkswagen. Yeah, she she went to the Nazis instead. It's <laughs> she's a piece of work, but that was good. This is just kind of fun. I mean, it's par for the course. It's the president. France was our first ally, first country to fly the American flag after our revolution, and Frank hosted the first diplomatic post before more than anything else. France has been our first friend. Frank. You could call him Frank that, yeah, or France. Why not, right? Right. It's interchangeable. Well, it's better than... I think that's that's understandable because, you know, you oh, could yeah, slip. I, could, I, I yes. Do all but I'm more concerned with uh, KJP saying Nobel Prize over and over. He, she didn't say yeah. Nobel Prize, but like five Noble. or six times she said Nobel yeah, Prize. That was weird. And then is this a little bit of a, you know, what do they call it, a Freudian slip with uh, the president down in Georgia as we take you up to the runoffs on Tuesday? We all know some folks in our lives who we don't wish them in. They say crazy stuff where I'm like, well, you know, Uncle Joe, you know what happened to him. Uncle Joe. You know, it's okay. They're part of the family. But you don't give him serious responsibilities. I don't know if Uncle, I don't know if Joe would have been the uncle that I would have cited there, but how, how funny is that? Yeah, it's pretty funny. I know, I love it. I thought it was great. So there you go, a little trifecta here, audio cut of the day, as we take you into the weekend here on 97.1 FM Talk. A couple things that I want to mention before we wrap up the week, because let me grab for the paper here and the, the stuff so I get all the details. Look, we are a week away here from the Brian Kilmeade event, and it is going to be spectacular. There are going to be more than, um, I think in the end, probably about four hundred people in this I'm room. going. <clears throat> yeah. It's we we have a lot of tickets sold. I, I'm told there are some left, but not a lot. Yeah. We're, we're at the point it, where this thing's gonna sell out for that's sure. That's pretty much it. Right. So if you think you want to attend, um, next Friday, six to ten PM, the MAC downtown, presented by Straight Realty and ninety seven one FM talk. The tickets are ninety five dollars. You get a lot for those tickets. So you get a reception, a book, a Food. book signing, you get a great dinner, yeah. house salad, filet mignon. Oh, Cabernet butter mushrooms, I'm so hungry. Garlic and rosemary roasted fingerling potatoes, oh. green beans. I could kind of pass on that. Cheesecake and green vino. Beans, I'll take yours as well. Will you take my green beans? Yeah, no problem. I don't do green beans. Like even that nasty yum. green bean casserole stuff. Oh yeah, nah, I don't like that stuff. Uh, the program starts at eight. We're going to do a little cue. I think it's going to be very casual too. It's. I was going to say, what am I supposed to wear? Do you know what the uh, dress code is? This is a thoughts that people have. No, that is a very good question. A question that I was going to ask. My guess, it doesn't seem like a business. A buttoned Casual? Business casual seems okay. appropriate. I mean, it is the MAC. You yeah. want to dress it up a little oh, it's bit. Such a great building. So let's not wear your torn jeans and your T-shirts. Well, I wasn't going to do think, that. While I'm talking to the audience. Oh, I see. <laughs> not you. <laughs> I was. I was trusting in you, Sue. Thank you. I appreciate um, it. You know, we just talked about this, like on Casual Friday, when people come in. Hey, let's look like a homeless person, right? I mean, I can wear these short shorts, right? Yeah. Uh, no, but it, it is going to be a spectacular night. I know. You know. I think you can hear it in Brian's voice. He genuinely. I don't. I've never met Kilmeade, but I have to tell you that I'm blown away by his um, discipline. I don't know if that's the right word, but he comes on this show every week. Yeah, and Fred will tell you because yes. Fred said that he's really looking forward to Allison as his producer, and Allison is coming in with Brian, and he, you know, Allison is the keeper of the schedule, right? Uh-huh. But Brian Kilmeade, that guy works. He he's A never lot. not working. 
Yes. Right. And for him to take the time and he rarely do we have an issue where he says, I can't do it. He always right. comes on. So it is impressive. I'm excited about that and to meet Mr. Kilmeade next weekend. So make sure if you go to 971talk.com slash events, you can buy your tickets there. But I would say if you're thinking about going, um, you should do it. Now, I'm going to have a special guest there because I talked, I talked to Brian about this this week. Chris in the country, who um, Chris Smith, who was shot the night before Thanksgiving last year in Farmersville, Leslie Reeves, the woman he was with on a first date, was basically assassinated in his kitchen. He laid on the ground for 13 hours. He was in the hospital for two months in the ICU, had multiple strokes. He's been on this amazing road to recovery. Now, I will tell you that Chris today had minor surgery at DePaul because he had a little leakage from the wounds in his head, and they were trying to make sure that everything was taken care of. He's going to go home tomorrow. At least that's what he told me. I talked to him earlier today, and I think he'll he'll be okay for next Friday. But I, I wanted to bring him to, to me. That's um, nice. Yeah, to, to meet Brian. And I, I spoke with Christina Strait from Straight Realty, and I think we're going to hang out at their table as the sponsor. So I'm looking That's forward. Nice. It's going to be a great event. By the way, Mark Cox just chimed in and said, business cocktail. That's what we're yeah. wearing. Business that's, cocktail. That's, that's a slightly nicer than what I just said. So business cocktail. Not business casual, business cocktail. Correct. I like it, Sue. That is awesome. Listen, have a great night. Have a great weekend. I'm going down to Whiskey and Winter, which is a great event down at the Hyatt. I don't even drink alcohol, but I do a little work for them with some video where they put a you know, recap together on their website. But it is a fun event. And if you're there, say hi. I'll be there all night. And then at the... Um, Hot chocolate run on Sunday. I'll do the finish lines. We'll shout out your name oh, if you're going to do that run. I should have done that earlier. I could just do a 5K. I don't know why I you didn't. You should do it. Come on in. Last you can time do it. I did, they do a 15 if you want to really I run. I know they do. I call them all. That's what I, I wait for the 15 do. to come in. By the way, I'm seeing this band Sunday night at the pageant, Folds. I think Abby might come with us because she likes this band. Have oh, a great cool. weekend. Get more at 971talk.com. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.